So I put a call out on Instagram asking for your suggestions on what I can do with my time since I still can't run, my foot is still injured, and you hooked it up. I got a ton of great suggestions, a lot of which should have been obvious to me, but I think I was kind of like in this tunnel of sadness and dizziness from, you know, getting a surprise injury and not really bouncing back up and having these ideas myself. So I took those ideas, which I will share today, and I decided I should make a list of my own that are actually realistic and doable and going to be helpful, things that I can be proud of and that are good for me. Well, some of them are kind of random, not necessarily good for me, but maybe just fun right? So I will be sharing that list today. But before we get into that, let's warm up. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. I'm very happy that you are listening and we are hanging out. I have a couple of announcements and updates for today's warm up. First, the Run, Eat, Repeat costume contest is back this year. I'm really excited. This has been super fun in the past. Basically, it is a running costume contest in that you are in a running situation. So, in costume for a race or a fun run or maybe a group run or just because you like to dress up like a watermelon and run around your neighborhood. Just me? Okay, well, that's why I have no friends. And that's why I need you to join the contest. I love it. it I think it's really fun. One of the kind of best things about running a race where people are dressed up is seeing other people's costumes. I always think that's one of my favorite parts. I really love a costume race. I used to love the run Disney races. Unfortunately, they don't have them anymore. They're supposed to start back up, but I'm not holding my breath because it's been, I feel years at this point, probably close to two years, but there are other races that you can dress up for there is a Universal Studios race that, I, I mean, I would dress up for any theme park race. I think that's a good excuse. Halloween races, sometimes turkey trots, you know, the more costumes, the merrier. That's what I say. So if you have a good running costume, and it doesn't have to be from this month, if you have running costume in the past and have a picture, you can submit it. Basically, you post it on Instagram and tag at Run Eat Repeat with the hashtag RER Costume Contest. I will put a link in the show notes at Run Eat Repeat so you can check out all of the rules because you know there has to be a big old thing to make it official, make sure I'm covering all bases. But after all of that jazz, we get to see each other's costumes, which I really love. The last time I did it, I, I think we skipped it last year, but the year before, just amazing, amazing. I, I love it. There were group costumes. There's actually, I should mention this, two categories. 
So there is the individual solo category for your costume. And then also if you have a partner or group costume. And I did that because there were so many partner group costume situations that I feel like there were almost more than the individual. But there are those two categories. And I'm giving out a Amazon gift card to the top three in each category. So first place in each category gets a $100 Amazon gift card, which is super awesome. Second place is $50 and third place is $25. So there are six prizes that will be out. And I love it. I think it's super fun. I'm looking forward to seeing all the costume submissions come in. You have a couple weeks. It closes on the end of the month. So we'll actually be voting on the 31st. Uh, so you have to dress up beforehand and take a picture. If you were planning on just dressing up on Halloween and running around your block. But yeah, again, all that info is on runitrepeat.com. So you can check it out there. Next order of new business is there is a new post up right now with all of my dog gear favorites. Someone asked on the Instagram story box this week if I have any gear must haves and also kind of tips for running with your dog. This person specifically has a dog like Diego, a golden retriever, and said that he gets easily distracted and I don't know if I assumed or it said it in the question that he pulls. So kind of like, what am I using? And I, I swore I am such an a-hole, really. That's just a statement. That's an observance on me as a person. But specifically in that, I get on this freaking high horse about minimalism And then the hypocrisy of how I live my life as I am literally looking at a collection of Halloween costume pieces for my dog. Well, some of them are for both of us. Like there are, there's a unicorn horn that each of us, I, I ended up, I just got one for Diego and I was like, well, what if I don't want to actually put on a whole costume and we can both just put on these unicorn horns? I better get it just in case. Mind you, this stuff is from the 99 cent store. So it's not like I'm spending Brazilians of dollars on it, but it's still unnecessary. That money still adds up. It's still, well, you know, I'm going to argue with myself on this because one of the things I said, I was talking to a friend the first, like on the phone, when I first put the costume on Diego, one of the costumes, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm just like dying and just completely fawning over this. And this is my favorite thing. And you could tell this brings me a lot of happiness. So I was like, this brings me so much joy. Like I know it is ridiculous, but this is making me so happy right now. So it is unnecessary in that it is not a necessity like oxygen, food, water, shelter, but it can be argued that affection is a necessity. Don't people get super messed up if they are not loved, touched, solitary confinement really messes you up. And I basically 
without Diego am in solitary confinement. And I don't know how to take the leap from there to justifying putting him in a bee costume, but you know what I'm trying to get at. That was super off topic from this person's question. My point is, no, it wasn't. Despite the fact that I would like to call myself a minimalist, that I say I don't like stuff, I somehow have amassed a lot of dog gear, dog care gear. I've tried a lot of things. Again, I'm going to justify this, not that I need to, by saying I feel like I'm that I'm going to post this in the show notes. I I feel like right now, because I'm trying to justify myself, there is, I posted this the longest time ago, a drawing of someone saying like, oh, I ate chocolate cake. Like I'm so bad. And someone was like, it's cake. It's not, you didn't burn down an orphanage, like keep some perspective Um, but (laughs) the thing is that it wouldn't be a problem if I didn't feel like I was kind of smug about the minimalism. And so that really, the, the lesson is not, not to buy dog costumes. The lesson is don't be a smug bee, right? Boom. I just figured this out for myself. That'll save me a hundred bucks in therapy this week. You're welcome, Monica. My point is that I have these Tupperware like storage containers in the closet. This is how I organize things. I think it's awesome. I think it works. However, now there is a lot of dog gear in there that I have tried. So I've done a ton of trial and error in figuring out what works with Diego, the toys that he likes, like the chew toys and the things that keep him distracted and busy. And it has been super helpful because I do have a very small place. And when he was a puppy, I couldn't walk him a lot because he kept getting Giardia. So I really did need toys that would keep him busy and entertained because I didn't have a ton of options for exercising him as much as I would have liked to. And it was genuinely hard because I feel like if someone else were to say, well, I couldn't exercise him a lot, like, what do you mean? The vet literally said, do not take him where there have been other dogs, where there are other dogs around because he kept getting reinfected. There are dogs everywhere. Where, Where do you want me to take him? I don't even know anyone that I could take him to run in their yard that they don't have a dog. And actually, I just thought of someone that I know that has a yard, but not a dog. But they probably don't have a dog because they don't like dogs. So I don't think that would necessarily work. Anyways, I have tried a lot of things. I've spent a lot of time and money and effort. So at this point, I've really kind of 
at least my list, I feel is fairly minimal in terms of my dog gear suggestions. If you have, I feel like I said suggestions funny, and I want to point that out so that I'm aware of my flaws. I've already been listing them, obviously, today with the smugness as well. You're welcome. Maybe this should not just be a list of things you can do when you can't run, but also a list of things I realize are flaws about me. That can be a second little list I'll have at the end of this post in the show notes and we can all pin it so I can remember anytime I get a little too sassy noted, right? But I will put my dog, your favorites in the show notes. And yeah, I think basically it is the specific gear for walking or running with your dog. Again, this is a larger animal And I like that I have the opportunity on the podcast to explain, have a little bit more time because the, I really liked, I got a running with your dog setup and I got the hands-free around the waist leash. It's a waist pack and then it has a leash connected to it that is bungee style. So it has some give, which is a lot safer. I just use it for walking, but I did want to explain that I got that whole setup, but for the most part, I often do not use that waist pack because my phone does not fit in it. It sticks out. I have the Galaxy Note 8 and I have a, I don't think the most intense otter box on it, but it's, it also has a case. And I drop it a lot and for the most part doesn't break. So it's probably pretty solid and it doesn't fit in the waist pack. So if you have a larger phone device, again, this is a Galaxy Note 8. It's not just, I think the Note is what makes it like a whole different thing bigger than the normal phone, right? I don't know. And if you're an iPhone person, then whatever the equivalent of this is, with an OtterBox is not going to necessarily fit in the pack. I think with the slimmer case, it would. And I think we need to move on because I'm, I'm over it. How about that? Okay. But if you have any other dog gear or running costume questions, you can hit me up. Boom. Now let's get a little update on my foot situation. So I have some good news bad news that you already know if you follow me on Instagram and actually see my Instagram posts because I feel like I miss a lot of people's. I don't know how Instagram works, but sometimes if I like someone's post, that's all they show me for a week. And I'm like, yeah, I like their post, but I also like everyone else that I follow. Can I also see them? How about that? But no. So good news is it's not a stress fracture. The bad news is it still freaking hurts and I still can't run on it, but I feel a little better. I was stressed about it being a stress fracture. Maybe that's why they call it that. It's that it's just a fracture, but it's super stressful. I finally got into physical therapy and he poked around on my foot, asked me questions and had me do a couple of different movements. 
asked me when it hurt when he pushed on certain areas, had me try to go up on my tippy toes. And he said that it is, he explained it as a pinched nerve along the tendon. I am still not sure if he was just trying to kind of explain tendinitis to me or if it's actually a pinched nerve, which is different from the tendinitis that I thought it was. So I need to clarify on that. But as I suspected, because I kind of thought it was tendinitis, given that it really got crazy when I tied my shoe really tight and then tried to go for a run, that's when it went through the roof. The thing is, in terms of the pain level, the thing is that I don't understand why it hasn't relaxed relaxed since then. It, yeah, I get that I really exacerbated it by tying my shoe tight when it was already starting to get irritated and I really pushed down on the tendon and that area of my foot. But I don't understand why I have been walking around with my shoe like super loose. I'm barely tying the ends of my shoelaces together in like a tiny little knot. It is so open and giving my foot the space to like, I'm not smashing it. I'm not squishing that area. I don't understand why it hasn't went away. And I'm doing all of the rice situations. Part of it, and again, this goes along with my theory about why I kind of thought it was tendonitis too, is the ice was not helping at all. This is another kind of reason to really pay attention to your body, to ask questions and be curious, and then use that information to help yourself. Because I just kept doing the ice and I was doing the elevation. I was doing the rest. I couldn't do the compression because it hurt. It hurt to, it felt inflamed and it was just very, very sensitive. It felt like a bruise on the top of my foot. So I was trying to do everything right and nothing, and it wasn't getting better. So I think that I should have kind of explored that a little bit more. When I went to physical therapy, he started with heat and then we did two stretches on a slanted block with my foot. And then I did some of those kind of like foot exercises with a towel and I will be doing a separate post with the video on this because there were a ton of people that chimed in when I first mentioned this. And a lot of the people had different injuries, but still it's the more informed, the better, right? And this can be a resource. Hopefully you will never need it, but it will be saved as a resource on running repeat. But we did all of that. He also did this ultrasound thing on my foot. I went home and like researched all of this. And I was like, wait, is there a way to get that machine at my house? Y you know, you can rent medical devices. Why can't I rent this thing? And we finished with ice. So I'm going back in tomorrow, actually. But since it wasn't a definitive, like, this is when you can run again. I'm still sad 
and frustrated and kind of discouraged. Like, I don't know. It was hard to kind of talk to him and ask like when I can run again. I was hoping that I would be, I would wake up the next day and feel a thousand times better. He was super busy. Like there were a ton of people there, not a ton, but I want to say there were like four other people there that he was working with and he would kind of rotate between us. And I totally get it because I don't think a physical therapist needs to stand by you as you are doing the bike or these exercises. And it seemed like a couple of these people, it wasn't their first time there. So they already knew the drill, like they need to work on these certain things. He needs to work on them and check with them. But I didn't get like a ton of one-on-one solo time with him because I would have gotten crazy with questions. So in an effort to accelerate the healing process, I went to acupuncture last night. I got an appointment. I had been thinking about it originally when this first even happened. I kind of wanted to see if they could confirm if it was a stress fracture. And the place that I went to in the past just never called me back. I had left a couple messages and I'm like, if they're really that busy or they're not answering the phone, then I don't know if that's ideal anyway. So I went to a place last night. I really liked the doctor. She's just really, really thorough. And I liked it. I feel like I have never had a full on primary care physician ask me this many questions, like get to know what the heck, like, how are you sleeping? How are you eating? What about this? What about that? Like, loved it. Loved all of it. Thought it was awesome. Super, super thorough. But it didn't fix it either. I want a magic pill to just fix this. And I think, too, part of me thinks because it has been, it's going on three weeks. It's getting close to three weeks since it really got crazy. It'll be like three weeks and two days at this point. And I still can't run. It's not like I can run less Cause, and I don't want to make it worse. I am really making an effort to not make it worse. So I am not running. I'm not even trying because I realize that if it is painful when I step a certain way, that's not the safest thing or smartest thing to do, right? And I am trying to practice what I preach as much as I am a hypocrite with the amount of randomness that I am purchasing for my dog's Halloween costume extravaganza. I am trying to not be a hypocrite and I encourage you to know your body, treat your body kindly. Don't run if you are injured. Don't ignore pain that you know is injury pain. There is a difference between when you are training and you are uncomfortable and you want to quit and it's challenging and you're tired and you don't feel like you're fit enough and you feel like you can't do it. You know, you are, you're physically getting tired versus this is an injury. This is a part of my body saying, Hey, something's wrong. Like something's going on here and we're hurt or we need attention, or we need a little bit more care, there's a difference. And 
it is really important that you know that difference because you also don't want to tap out of a race that you could have pushed yourself through because you're like, oh, well, you don't have the ability to push yourself. It takes wisdom and experience, which I think is part of the reason why older, and again, everything's relative, but older marathon runners still do so well, like Meb and Dina Castor in terms of like when they were still crushing it. And you think like, oh, you know, they are running against people. Meb, I think, I wish I had this information for sure in front of me because Meb was running against someone, I think close to 20 years younger than him in like his last major marathon. It's amazing. He's still crushing it, but he ran so smart. Again, I highly recommend his most recent book. It was super, super awesome. Also, things like that. Like like you see him, he walks you or runs you through his races, 26 marathons. He tells the story of each race and he was smart and strategic so many times, which is amazing. And that's what we can learn, right? Even if we are not super fast, not even a marathon runner, a half marathon runner, whatever distance, there is a lot to be said for learning how to listen to your body and be smart and strategic about how you are treating it. So I am not running right now, but I want to. What I was trying to get at is part of me wants to inquire about a cortisone shot and another part of me is like, well, if it's going to be better in 24 hours, then do I really need to do that? Because I have heard that it is shockingly huge of a needle. Like right now, I am a little flustered because I'm imagining it, the situation. If you have any experience or thoughts on this, hit me up. Let me know. But as of right now... I am going to physical therapy again and acupuncture again, both tomorrow. And I am looking into doing some sort of active release therapy or working with a sports specific masseuse to get a massage. I think that my calves are super tight and at this point tighter because I am walking a little funny to kind of nurse it. So that's where we are with my foot. But let's get into the list of suggestions now. Now I'm going to share some of the suggestions that you send over on what should I do since I can't run. I put this call out in the Instagram story box. Most of the time I ask for your questions. And I was like, I think I literally said, what should I do when I was talking about how I still couldn't run? And again, it should be obvious. A lot of these things, like a lot of people said, read. A lot of people said, read. Apparently, you guys think I don't know how to read, which I don't blame you. Sometimes I look over old posts and I see 
spelling or other errors that I am very embarrassed about. Oftentimes on this show, I pronounce words incorrectly and it's definitely a concern. But anyways, a lot of people said, read a freaking book. They didn't say it like that. A lot of suggestions to read. Also, things to watch. Other people accept that I don't know how to read and have suggested that I catch up on reality TV or succession. Someone said a show, which I know I've not heard about that show at all. So I don't know anything about that. A lot of, you know, TLC Bravo suggestions. And I actually already have been because I haven't been watching as much reality TV really since February when I was house sitting for my friend and he didn't have cable. I just have sling anyways. I highly recommend. But I realized then I was just listening to podcasts that recap reality TV shows and I was a-okay with it for over a month and then never really got back to watching as much. And I have been catching up more recently because I've been doing home workouts. I've been doing a lot of strength training workouts with body weight. I have some dumbbells that are the the weights you can change. So different levels of weights and Before this whole thing happened too, I got a new set of resistance bands that I'm a huge fan of. My other bands were (laughs) just getting old. I had them from when I taught a boot camp and I think they had been kind of passed down from trainer to trainer. So they were already very well used and they, I don't even know what people do with them. Like I, they just are so oddly sized that you kind of have to put them around twice, but then they're too hard to do anything with. The point is I got some new resistance bands, just a heads up that I got mine from Amazon. I will link to them in the show notes because I bought some before I got these at Marshall's and didn't realize because I'm not ripping open the package, which is my own party foul. I should have I get them home and they are just the bands that are not, they're not a loop. So I guess a band is a band. It doesn't necessarily mean it is completes the circle, but I wanted them to be the loop. And these ones were ones that you could just use open or you could tie yourself. I wanted the loop style band. So I returned them, which is a huge deal because I'm trying to get better about returning things. A lot of times I'll buy something and I'll be like, oh, I'll just return it if it's not right. And then I don't. Luckily for whoever shops at my local Goodwill, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, yeah, that didn't fit me right. I didn't like it. I lost the receipt. I bought it six months ago. And here you go. But I returned those and I got the right ones and I'm happy with them. So I've been using all of that at home and watching reality TV, sometimes the Food Network, actually a lot of TLC lately. I really like Outdaughtered. 
I watched it the longest time ago and I'm back on board. I also caught up with the Duggars and I have been watching all of that stuff. The other suggestions included swimming, yoga, painting or drawing, playing with Diego, writing someone a running routine, which if you need help or have questions, now is the time to ask me because since I can't run, I want to talk about running and live vicariously through anyone and everyone. Um, Someone suggested grad school, which is very ambitious considering we've already established I cannot read or maybe should read more. So there's all of that. But I think these were super awesome suggestions. And the one that kind of made me realize I need to get my entire life together, even though I've kind of known it, is at Introverted Owl on Instagram said, if you're moving soon, you could get the stuff you rarely use packed up. Are you serious right now? That I was like, hello, Monica. Yes. You're moving. You're moving. Pack your stuff up. Like, get your life together. You have a lot to do, actually. Don't act like, oh, no. Oh, no. Dramatically, I am putting my hand to my forehead as if I am fake fainting dramatically in some old-timey movie. What? What am I going to do now that I can't run? Hello. A lot of stuff. How about that? How about you go through that pile of mail? Which, so that was kind of the light bulb to me that I make my own list because I have a lot to do. And I think it's, it sucks to not be able to run. It sucks straight up. And I can use this time wisely whether or not I want to be doing these things, they're still things that are good for me, I need to do, are going to make me feel like I am accomplishing something, like I am being productive, I'll be proud of myself, I can waste this time feeling bad for myself, or I can think, what can I do? And that was really where I went pretty quickly in terms of my mindset, I thought, okay, I can't run. What can I do? And I have put off joining a gym with a pool because I really did not think it was going to take this long for me to get back to running. But I have been doing strength training and I wanted to start the Yoga with Adrian's 30-day yoga challenge. I did day one. And then on day two, I realized that it still hurts way too much to do anything like downward dog or a plank that hurts my foot to be in that position. And those are moves that are required a lot in yoga. And I would be tapping out way too much, basically, because I tried to do the entire day two. And even then I was like, there was a lot where... I am putting all my weight on my other foot, which potentially is going to cause some other issue 
which I definitely don't want. So I didn't think that was as much as I wanted to do it, the smartest thing, but I have been trying to do what I can. So I made a list of things that are potentially helpful. And like I said, productive, I wanted to share some of them. And going to the title of this podcast, it did go through my head. Like I should have gotten a boob job. I should have too bad I didn't have a boob job planned for this time period since I can't run anyway. And I think, I don't really know, but I'm assuming when you have major surgery, it seems like six to eight weeks is this time period of recovery, right? For when you break a bone, when you have surgery, when you are injured. And I thought, wouldn't this have been the best time to do something where I would have needed to take six weeks off of running anyway, right? So I was like, boob job. I don't really want a boob job. So there's that. But I thought, like, is there something else that I would want to do? I know that there are certain, like, not facials, but chemical pills, right? That you can't, you're not supposed to be out in the sun. I guess people do them and run on the treadmill. I don't run on the treadmill. So I was just starting to kind of think in that direction of, is there some sort of facial or not boob job, but I don't know, maybe I need a personality job, which wouldn't necessarily require surgery, but something that would require me to take six weeks off running anyway. And then I thought, this is very like if you give a mouse a cookie, where I was like, well, since I can't run, how can I make use of this time? Well, if you got a boob job, you wouldn't have been able to run for six weeks. Well, you don't want a boob job, but do you want X, Y, Z? You know what else? This would be a perfect time to travel, which led me to maybe you should make a bucket list. And then maybe you should just make a list of the things that you could do right now. And that's what I did. So I have the entire list on runitrepeat.com in the show notes. So you can check it out there because some of them are things that you too can do when you are not running or not able to run. I think this is potentially also helpful after a hard training cycle or after a, you know, after a race when the weather is kicking your butt or for whatever other reason, you have this time period where you're not supposed to be running, make your own list. This was just so eye-opening to me and gave me hope. And I know that that sounds so dramatic, but when this is the longest amount of time I have not run in 10 years since I started running, probably. I was injured. I had IT band syndrome when I first started running and I was off for about six, seven weeks from running. But, and that, that was like at this point close to 10 years ago now. So this is the longest time I haven't been running in that long. And it's going on three weeks. I didn't take this much time off when I froze my eggs earlier this year. I ended up probably 
I want to say a week now. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe it was two weeks, but it was a lot less than what I thought for sure. And then though, I could still walk. I am a happy camper if I can take long walks because I feel like it's very stress relieving. I think it's an amazing fat burning exercise. I am a huge fan of walks. I would like to think, I think that's part of the reason why I like podcasts so much and audiobooks is because I think it is very enjoyable to listen to a podcast or audiobook while I am taking a walk. One of my favorite things. So I would encourage you to make this list if you are ever in a situation where you or make your own list, obviously, when you're in a place where you can't run as much as you would like to, or you have this time period where you're just not going to be able to run at all. Things like even, it's funny that I actually put bucket list on here, like make a bucket list, cross things off. But I said, clean, pray, practice Spanish, stretching, strength training, creating new strength routines, which, you know, definitely it's helpful when I am actually writing them down, planning them out so that I mix it up, hit every body part and I'm switching it up often so that it's still making progress and being helpful. I need to finish the half marathon training plan that I've been talking about. Traveling. I always get super antsy about not running when I am traveling somewhere that's not as runner friendly or when I'm on a tight schedule and not able to run as much. This would be an ideal time to do that. I also need to finish the Run It Repeat race recaps page that I don't even think I have it published yet because I'm still working on it, but that will be up soon. I'm actually really excited about that. Watch my nieces, go to the movies, which hello, I went to the movies I mentioned last time. So I have been doing a lot of these things. I have multiple piles of mail in different areas that I need to go through and organize as well. I think packing is a really good idea. I have, you know, stuff that I want to sell or donate before I move. So the list is long. As of right now, there are 44 items on this list. By the time I publish this, there might be more. I have also been using the time. I have been soaking my foot in Epsom salts. And while I'm doing that, I have been interacting more on Instagram and in the Facebook group, which is a very happy, positive distraction. So I don't feel like I am being punished and have to sit in the corner I am enjoying it. I feel like I am doing something healthy for my foot. And I really like kind of touching base with people. It feels like I am kind of like texting with a friend when I am reading comments or responding to comments or, you know, seeing your training updates. Oh, which reminds me, I think I'm going to start the daily check-in again because I really, I missed it. And... I kind of stopped it in part because I think it, again, and I don't know how this works, right? Because Instagram can do whatever it feels like doing, but I like seeing what everyone's doing, what they're training for. And there have always been people chiming in that aren't currently running for whatever reason. They are coming off of training. They are burnt out. They are taking a break. They are injured. They're doing rehab. 
And I think that's so important to remember because sometimes we see people posting and they are, you know, doing Metal Monday or they have some super awesome fancy recipe. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't get why anyone expects anyone else to post a selfie of them with a moko face when they're sick. That doesn't make sense. You do not print out pictures and put them in a frame on your wall on a crappy day. No one does that. But you're surprised when people are posting the best pictures of themselves. That is not common sense. Like, let's keep some perspective and everyone stop acting like you're surprised that people are posting their highlights because that the best picture is the one you save. It's the one you actually put up. It's the one you put on your card. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you want to put the worst picture too, God bless. I am not here to judge any of that. What I am saying is when people are giving just their updates on a more consistent basis, and I think this too, that frequency makes you more comfortable. If you are posting a lot, if you're doing a daily check-in, it feels more okay to have a day where you took an extra rest day or you're really killing it and you want to post that too or anything in between. But you don't feel obligated to just say, oh, this is, I want to go on record with an accomplishment. Because when you're checking in all the time, it is more just like a a log or a journal. And we all get more comfortable. We don't have anything to prove, right? So I miss that. I want to bring that back. And let me know your thoughts on that. I've also been commenting more on the Facebook page, the Running Repeat closed Facebook group. So either way, I don't know what's where's the ideal location for the daily updates, but let me know if you want to bring it back, bring it back. Because every day I'm just going to say, hey, this is my foot in Epsom salts. This is my foot. This is my foot on Epsom salts. Any questions? That was not a cool joke. And I don't actually know if Epsom salts are the same thing as bath salts that people do as drugs. But I will take this moment for a little confession that a while back, I think I used Epsom salts not too long ago, maybe for a bath or something, because I want to say this was a couple months ago. I got curious because I remember there being that story about the guy on basalts that attacked the other guy and like was eating his face. And I went down a rabbit hole. Do rabbits really dig crazy, deep, windy holes, by the way? Like, is there another, a black hole? I found myself researching on the internet, that whole situation, you know what it was? I think it was actually one of those like YouTube holes where I was looking up something. I actually don't know. I've been down multiple rabbit holes, but I think what happened was (laughs) I was, I had watched the grizzly man documentary where the grizzly bears attack those people. And then I think from there, 
So I was watching this video on YouTube about it. And then it suggests like, oh, since you're super messed up and like to see horrible video and hear horrible things, may we suggest this? So if you're not into that kind of stuff, I highly recommend that you go on YouTube and search Boco Loco from the Disney animated film Coco and listen to that song. You can watch the little video and dance around because that is my favorite thing in the world. And to take this full circle, I went to the beach with my niece this weekend and we had a lot of driving time because I actually went to go get her and then had to come back to go to the beach. And we had a freaking great time. We have had dance parties in the past with Disney music. And that was one of my favorite songs. I hadn't seen the actual movie, but when I heard that song, I was like, this is the cutest thing. And we listened to it on repeat on the way back. We must have listened to it eight times on the way back. And I have really missed my calling in life. I should have been on a children's TV program. If you have seen any of my videos, I am often overly enthusiastic with my hand gestures and what I'm talking about. I kind of look like a cartoon character because like, I have big eyes and I have orange hair. I'm like, maybe I'm not even a real person and I am a cartoon character. Anyways, so I was super getting into Poco Loco singing it with my arms. I was so into it. My niece is in the back and my windows are tinted. So you can't really see. You think that I am just jamming out. And on the freeway, a van pulls up next to me. This guy hangs himself out the window, gives me some rock and roll hand signal and is like, yeah, woo. Because he saw me singing very enthusiastically. It was super embarrassing, but also F off. I am singing Poco Loco with my niece. And at this time in her life, she thinks that I am super fun, really likes to hang out with me. I understand that's not always going to be the case. And I'm having a good old time. So you can do your own thing, sir. Thank you very much, sir. It was really embarrassing, but I didn't stop because I was like, I'm not going to let this guy shame me for Poco Loco. Maybe I'm Poco Loco and that's okay. For those of you that are not Spanglish speakers, that means a little crazy. And obviously I am. So God bless me too. And my niece and that guy and everyone. Let's move on. This whole list plus everyone's suggestions will be on runningrepeat.com and you can check it out there. Let me know if you have any other tips, but let's get to the awards. These are in no particular order today. I just threw together my favorite things right now. First is store-bought iced coffee in the refrigerated section. I usually make iced coffee myself. I have a little 
jar situation setup that I use, but I forgot recently and I had to go, I need to make it ahead of time. Like it's 12 to 24 hours depending. And I realized I need to go get some. I got some refrigerated Starbucks iced coffee, just like the black and realized that there were so many options. And it was amazing and so much easier. Yes, more expensive, but it was such a pleasant experience that I went back after that iced coffee was done and bought one of each of the different brands of black iced coffee because, I mean, don't even get me started on the sweetened flavored ones. I... They wouldn't even all fit in my fridge. There are so many options. But I got one of each of the straight up just plain, not sweetened iced coffees that they had at Target. And I am doing a formal taste test with them and review because I was like, this is important to know. We need to know which one's the best because they're all about the same price and they are all more expensive than making coffee at home. So if we're going to spend the extra money, let's figure out what is the best one. But as of right now, until I have the formal ranking, they all win. Boom. Next, bare naked granola. I feel like I mentioned this after I did the natural products expo because I first tried it there. I mean, it's like a cookie. Like you accidentally broke a cookie. You bought a bag of cookies. They accidentally got to the bottom of your purse or they got smashed, whatever. And now you're eating pieces of cookie. It is amazing. Granola is my weakness and I love it. And finally, the last award goes to anyone dealing with an injury or in a funk right now that is still moving on or at least staying strong because this is really challenging and it is very easy or tempting to just focus on what you can't do. And I encourage you to focus on what you can do really in any situation. There are a lot of times in life where You don't get exactly what you are going after or you get disappointed or there is a speed bump or roadblock or obstacle. And in any situation, try to focus on what is the positive, what you can do, try to empower yourself and also just be kind to yourself. I think sometimes... If we really think about the mindset that we get in and the lack of patience that we often have with ourselves versus how patient we would be with someone else, it's kind of jarring to think like, whoa, I would never be this frustrated with someone else if they were injured or if someone else was coming to me with this problem my advice to them would be kinder than I'm actually acting out in my life. So there is that. And taking it a step further, I also want to once again mention the crisis text line. It's been 
on my mind lately. I know, I think September was a lot of people talking about mental health. I am a huge advocate for taking care of yourself. So if you need a friend or help or are in a crisis, I encourage you to text the crisis hotline. And I'll put that, it's a text line, not a hotline. So it's just texting only. But that number is 741741. And you just text hello or hi, or I don't even know what's up on the line. And someone will talk to you. So there's that. Now, if you have a question about running, nutrition, health, Diego, my foot, Southern California, why I have such a large phone, send it over. Let me know. I'm not a mind reader. You can email runeatrepeat at gmail.com or you can call the voicemail line and leave a message. Even mid-run, just say your name, where you are, and what your question is. That number is 562-888-1644, and I'll get back to you. Please, if you have a chance, either screenshot this podcast or take a picture of what you are doing while you're listening and let me know because I really love it. It's so funny because (laughs) I have a lot of interaction with people on Instagram I think that the running repeat community is amazing and I feel like I know so many of you. So I really like it when I get these interactions or get tagged, (laughs) but I'm laughing because every time I'm like, oh, like (laughs) this week, I think Carly tagged me and shared that she was listening on a drive and it's just I I act like someone text me that I haven't heard from in six months. And I don't know if I should share that. I don't know if that's super embarrassing, but I have definitely shared worse on this specific episode and many previous, many more embarrassing situations are still in store. So make sure that you are subscribed and listening. And yeah, all the info, everything that I mentioned today will be on runitrepeat.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at runeatrepeat and on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash runeatrepeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.